You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Katie's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 231. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a Temptation Island podcast for you with Casey Campbell, who was on season one, who you know has been on this podcast numerous times, and we're going to talk to her about this season, talk to her about her upcoming podcast, and talk to her uh, about the friendship uh, that I have uh, with Casey and uh, the questions that I have uh, for her regarding our friendship, and um, we'll get to that momentarily. Obviously, the last 24 to 48 hours have been not the easiest to deal with, and I, I, would, I, I don't want to repeat what I said in the live last night, but the, uh, the live with Ashley Spivey uh, is an hour long. It's on my IGTV. Please go there where we address uh, Becca and Jess's podcast uh, from Wednesday uh, where they brought up uh, my past writings. Part two is not on there because it was a giant cluster fuck, basically. Um, you know, it was during that pod, during that second part was when Demi released her tweet. You know, I went away from the live to go read the tweet. I was skimming it. I didn't know the exact everything involved in it. Then I went back to Ashley. So there was no point to put it up. So, um, I'm not, I'm not running from it. I immediately, when I read it, when I got, when we ended the second part of the live and I read Demi's tweet and I, and I read what she wrote immediately texted her. Um, did not, I did not hear back, did not expect to hear back, but I texted her an apology. Um, and I should have known better. I crossed a boundary that, um, I should never have crossed. And I apologized to her and I apologized to her publicly on, on, under, under her tweet, uh, for what she said. And, um, you know, all I can do is go, is, is be better going forward. And, um, you know, there's a lot that I'm reevaluating now in terms of, you know, the, the biggest thing, and you're going to hear Casey and I talk about it and you're going to hear me talk about it at the end of this podcast, but I'm going to bring it up right in the beginning. One of the biggest things that I have heard the last two days that have been so foreign to me and I had no idea about, and I'm, and I'm, and I can't be more honest with you than I am right now is when Becca and Demi have both said that I have a power dynamic in my relationship with bachelor nation people. And they're basically saying, Steve bachelor nation people are only friends with you because they don't want you to write anything mean about them. And they're basically kind of kissing my ass or sucking up to me. And, and you have this over them. And, and I've said this and, and maybe I'm dumb and maybe I'm naive, but I have never looked at anybody that I'm friends with. And trust me, there are people in bachelor nation that I'm friends with that none of you know about. And none of you ever will know about because it's not my, I don't, I don't, I'm not here to like drop names. I'm just, I, I, there are people that I'm friends with that some, some I talk to, some I text, some I FaceTime with, some I've met. It's, it varies for everybody. There are people I text all the time and I've never spoken to them on the phone. And, you know, but my point being is I've never looked at any of my relationships in bachelor nation or any relationships that I've made in, um, in the reality TV world and looked at it as, 
they're using me so I don't say anything bad about them. Like I, I'm, I was stunned when I saw Becca and Demi both say that about me and Demi say in her tweet yesterday, I did not tell you, you made me feel uncomfortable because I felt that you were basically going to attack me or go after me. And God, I feel awful because of that. I had no, I, I did not know that people looked at me as a power dynamic because like I said, maybe I'm dumb and maybe I'm naive, but I actually thought the people that I have become friends with in bachelor nation looked at me as a person that they could talk to or text or FaceTime with because they felt I was, I don't know, giving good advice or a good, uh, I, I, I list, I'm a good listener. I feel like I'm a good listener and you know, I, I just never looked at it that way. And so, yeah, ever since Becca and Demi have both said that I'm beginning to question my relationships. And I will say that, um, you know, I talk about this later, but, uh, since all this happened so late tonight, I, you know, I've only, I was only get a, I was only to get able, able to get a hold of three people so far and all three people, one of them being Casey have said, no, they, they didn't look at me that way. And it was nice to hear. And I, and I, and I wanted them to be honest with me, but gosh, I, maybe I was just so oblivious all these years, but I never looked at it as, oh, you're only talking to me because you don't want me to say something bad about you. Because in my conversations with these people, which I still have on text and I, you know, conversations on the phone that I remember, it seemed like they really took an interest in something that I was doing, or I took an interest in something that they were doing. And we had really good productive conversations. So I never thought for a second they were, they were like, oh, they're just using me. So, so if something negative comes out about them, I'll, I'll spin it in their favor. Never. I never looked at it that way. Call me dumb. Call me ignorant. That's the God's honest truth. And that's where right now I'm reevaluating, not reevaluating my friendships. I'm going to go and be like, all right, well, I'm cutting you out. I'm cutting you out. No, I just want to talk to these people and have an open conversation. And I do want to know how they feel about me as a person. And if I ever made them feel uncomfortable and if I ever was there ever a time in their life where whether because uh, everyone's a case by case basis, some of them reached out to me first, some of them I reached out to first. However, however, it came to be, I want to know in the beginning, be honest with me. In the beginning, even if did you feel a certain like, wow, I need to get if I can get on Steve's good side, I'll, I'll, I'll be golden or whatever. He won't say anything negative about me. I've never had anyone tell me that. But then again, I've never asked. And that's what I'm going around doing right now is I want to know if they ever felt this power dynamic that I was unaware of. And that's how they treated our friendship or our relationship. Uh, you know, I, I haven't had and I'm, ta- I'm not talking about a sexual relationship. I haven't had any with any of these uh, women in the bachelor world. And, you know, I, I'm just, I, I'm just at an evaluation process right now where I, this is all new to me hearing Becca and Demi say it the last two days and telling me that they're telling me bachelor nation. People are basically scared of me. That's why they talk to me because they want to be my friends. And I just, I just, I'm like, I just thought they were, I I just thought they were genuinely interested because I've seen, I've had the conversations with them. I've seen the text messages, uh, you know, our text conversations. It just seems like a very, uh, 
it's out there now. Like it's openly out there now that two women from Bachelor Nation, which means they have spoken to other people in Bachelor Nation who maybe are friends with me, and they told them, yeah, I may, you know, maybe they told them, yeah, I, I went to Steve because I didn't want him saying shit about me. And I want to know. You know, I, I think that's important to know. And um, if I find out that somebody did and I decide, you know what, maybe I just need to cut them out and not speak with them because I don't want to be used like that. It's not going to be like, oh, hey, everyone, I report today that uh, I spoke to so-and-so and she told me or he told me he's only friends with me. No, that's not what I'm going to do. This is all going to be done behind the scenes. But for me and for my growth, after what has come out in the last couple of days, I need to know this for my own well-being because it's been it's been hell. The last 48 hours when everybody thinks you're a monster now, it sucks. It's not fun because I know who I am and I've gotten a lot of support from the people who know me, people that I have been out with, people that I have dated, not not talking about bachelor nation people. I'm talking about the people that I have dated, um, women who I have been with have all reached out to me tonight. And I'm not saying this to be like, see, I'm a great guy. I'm just like, look, I know who I am. And I, and I value the opinion of those that actually know me. And I'm not dismissing what Demi said whatsoever. I crossed a line with Demi that never should have been crossed. I never should have said that even if my intentions were it was funny, it was the most random sex dream I ever had. Regardless, never should have shared it with her. It was inappropriate, and I apologize for it. I never should have done that. I didn't, I, I wasn't at that that was I was I wasn't even close to being at that point in any sort of friendship with Demi where I, that that should have been shared. So, um, I apologize to her. Like I said, apologize to her personally, and I, and I did on Twitter. But right now, I'm um, I'm really doing a lot of soul searching and contacting the people that I that I am friends and acquaintances with, and 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 want to open up to them and and want to ask them some some questions that we just never addressed. You know, did I ever make you feel uncomfortable? Did you at first only want to be friends with me or talk to me because you didn't want me to write something bad about you? I just need, I need to know this and uh, I need to know if there were others out there and um, that's what I'm doing. So for those that say my apology isn't good enough and whatever, I just know that I'm working on myself after, after this has come to light and um, I, I, and, and I'm going to do better going forward. Um, and, and kind of take it from there. Um, you know, I feel like I'm just kind of going in a circle right now because my mind is so mush and I've been dealing with a lot, but, um, I I thank all you who have supported me. Uh, those of you who have been there for years, who have sent the emails, who have sent the DMs saying, you know, who have sent texts saying, thank you. Uh, you know, Steve, uh, I support you. I understand that, you know, I wasn't a fan of what you wrote before, but I really have seen the change in you. I've gotten a lot of those emails and I thank you. And I hear you, the people that are, you know, are calling me every name in the book. You know, if you're hearing all that stuff for the first time today uh, and yesterday, by all means, uh, you have every right to, to express that, but just know that there has been work done. And I have talked about this. I talked about it on the live last night. I have apologized in the past. I've never shied away from the shit that I wrote back, uh, you know, between 2011 and 2016 or hell, even before that. Uh, before the site was what it was now. Um, not Nothing about it is acceptable. You know, even though it was accepted within the pop culture world with sites like Perez Hilton, The Dirty, 
delisted and, and, and numerous others like Ashley and I talked about just because it was accepted in the pop culture world doesn't make it right. And I, it just took me a while to realize that. And, um, so I apologize uh, that people had to suffer through hearing uh, those writings and uh, it's not me. It's not what I believe in anymore. Um, and I, I, I will, I'm, go- I'm doing my best to hang on to the positive comments uh, that I'm getting from the people that know me and the, my close friends that have texted and, and emailed and called tonight. So, um, you know, where we go from here, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I can tell you that I'm, working on myself to be better, to do better. And that's what you can expect from me uh, going forward. And I hope, uh, I hope a lot of you, you know, stay with it. You're going to get your spoilers uh, for Katie's season in the, in the coming weeks and I'll have those and, um, and just kind of take it from there. And, um, uh, you know, I, I please go listen to the live last night with Ashley uh, part one, um, part two was basically what I just covered in the, in the previous 10 minutes. Um, so <sighs> thank you, um, for being there and thank you for listening. And, um, let's, let's talk a little more temptation Island, uh, right now with uh, Casey Campbell. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, let's welcome in our guest. Uh, you remember her from season one of Temptation Island. She was my weekly guest that season. She's been on a couple times since then. Always great to have her back. Casey Campbell. Casey, how are you? I am good. How are you? Uh, things could be better, but uh, we we plug along. Hanging and, in there. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I want to I want to go over with you this just this season of uh, temptation Island and your thoughts, your opinions on, you know, the things that you've seen, the the couples that we've dealt with. And even though we are, you know, we've only gotten one of the resolutions, which is Corey and Aaron. And and look, we don't even know what's happened to Corey and Aaron since that day, because we still have the reunion show next week and the reunion show was taped a month ago. So something could have changed from whatever we see on the reunion show next week. We don't know, but, um, let's just kind of start, um, taking your experience from this show and comparing okay. it to, you know, some of the others, you know, what's funny when I had Mark Wahlberg on at the beginning of the season and I was uh-huh. going over the, the cast with him, it was before any of the episodes had aired. And I was just like, all right, Mark, I'm just going over this just based on the bios that USA is releasing on their website. And I saw, <laughs> and, and the funny thing was, and I said, I'm going to give a prediction of who I, who these couples most remind me of just based on the bios. And I'm like, okay. And I go, you know, Justin, and, I mean, um, um, 
what's Kristen? Kristen and what's his name? Why, why, why am I blanking on his name? Kristen. Kristen and Julian. Julian. I was going to say Justin. Okay. Kristen and Julian. Yeah. I said, Mark, you know, high school sweethearts, been together 11 years. I said, they're the ones that are most similar to Casey and Evan, right? And he's like, um. Yeah. <laughs> <not> <laughs> he's like, maybe not. Maybe not, Steve. <laughs> he's like, yeah, maybe in, the, maybe in the terms of how long they were together, but there's nothing about Julian and Kristen that you will see that is relatable that is to like Evan, and, Evan. <laughs> Evan and Casey. I'm like. It's- Funny, yeah. though, that he said that because when they first announced, like, season three and, like, they always announce, like, the couples first yeah. or whatever, when they announced the four couples, I think if you, like, scroll through, like, T- Temptation Island IG to back to those posts, I literally commented, well, this feels scary, familiar, <laughs> and, like, it got a shit ton of likes. Because literally, that's what I thought, too. I was like, seriously? I was like, 11 years, high school sweethearts. Like, he's cheated, like, multiple times. Like, doesn't know, like, if they should move to the next step. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, could it be more similar? But no, thank God it's not similar. Yeah, I mean, that, the, and I think that's what he said. He's like, yeah, I goes, he goes, I can see where you say they might be similar, but the similarities end at high school sweethearts and together for a long time. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. basically where it ends. But They've certainly been an interesting uh, couple because, um, I mean, especially compared to to you and Evan, how theirs turned out, you know, it's like he went in, Julian went in with a plan and that plan was, I'm going to prove to my girlfriend that I'm loyal and that I want her to be the one with me, you know, forever. And he seemingly has done that. I mean, we don't know what her answer is going to be at the final bonfire, but we know he bought a ring during his overnight date with Tula and he's going to propose yep. and you know, we'll see what happens. But what have you thought about how Julian, like, I'll be honest. And so I, I, I'm not going to lie. So I feel like this is like me just like projecting my like own shit on a Julian, but yeah. like, right. Like what I said, first impression, as soon as they announced the four couples and I saw their pictures and like, we're all like, curious about who they are so you go to click on their instagram as soon as i saw that he's like a football player he's already mm-hmm. verified he's had like a pass with cheating i had i'll be honest i had no hope for this too okay mm-hmm. i was like mm-hmm. he's gonna be the worst like a hundred percent however watching him on this show and i know what kind of like high stress situation and what the girls are like and the alcohol. I know what it's like. And I'm wildly impressed with him. Like not even just with like his own journey and like his things that he's realized and like things he's realized about Kristen, but the way he is with the other guys, it's like, there's been a few times where he's like given Kendall looks and I'm just like, yeah, like this is a good guy. who's like trying to be a good man. And he's like this, he recognizes that there's, boys here you know like julian's man like he's he has his shit together yeah and i don't i i don't think you're alone in that thinking i can basically you know ditto that same thought process when i yeah when i judged a book by its cover at the beginning of the season i was like there's no way this guy's a total player you know he's 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 jacked all the good women are going to want to be with him he's he admittedly has cheated on her twice in the past and now he's going to be basically placed on an island where the whole goal is to get you to cheat. Yeah. yeah. I, I absolutely pegged him a certain way and he's proven me wrong and good for him. I'm glad he did. Yeah. No, like it, it blew me away. I think personally, because that was like back in the day when I thought like Evan was <laughs> a good guy. Came yeah. <laughs> but that was what my hopes were. I was hoping like 
all my gut feelings. Like I was going to go to the islands and like Evan was going to do what Julian did and like totally prove that all my gut feelings, I'm crazy. So to see Julian actually go and like do it and like prove to him and Kristen and her family and his family and the freaking world, like, no, like I'm about this girl and I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do to make it happen. Like it was very impressive to see. Yeah. Uh, certainly I, we don't know what happens, but I have a hard, I have a hard time believing that after all of this, he's going to get down on one knee at the final bonfire and she's going to be like, no. Yeah. Like it just, I, I'd be surprised. She's hard to read for me though, because I don't think so either, because that just seems like absolutely crazy to me. Yeah. But then there's like times like throughout the show. And I like Kristen a lot, by the way, I think that she's great. I think she's very, I mean, like, if I'm being totally real, she's not the greatest for reality TV because like, she's not really doing much with like the guys or like anything. She's just being a normal girl. But there's different points where she makes comments how she doesn't know what she wants and she doesn't know how she feels about Julian and she doesn't trust him. And so that definitely concerns me because I hope to God, like, I don't know. I just hope, I hope she doesn't like get in her head. I hope she follows her heart, but I don't know. She seems to be in a little in her head, but she's also been through a lot too. So yeah, and I that think, makes sense. I think one of the, with one of the other guys, I can't remember which guy it was, but basically said to her like, "Hey, you're you you know you know you have trust issues, and yeah. you know that he's going to be out and go out with, and not even talking about the island like post show. Yeah, if it's running through your head now, it's always going to run through your head. And while yeah. while that was sound." Um, advice or whatever it's also before she realized and Julian realized they have some deeper things to talk about and get past that because that was before we, they they realized about her brother's death and yeah um, she's never opened up to Julian about it and I think once she does and once he does and they talk about things that seem to be a little more than surface level I think that they will uh, you know they'll they'll yeah. they'll be okay I agree. I think, um, yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think with them, I think they're, they're solid, but they've obviously been through some real trauma together, which I mean, I wouldn't wish on anyone and they've clearly never discussed it. And I think you're right. I think once they finally like get that last wall down, I'm hoping like everything's good. Cause I'm, I'm a fan of them. I like them a lot. I, I actually love watching both of them separately especially julian man big big fan girl for julian i think i think a lot of people are cheering for them now i mean it, like i said it, yeah. it would be a real big letdown if this guy did all this work on the island proposes to the girl that he's oh, wanted to be, propose to for 11 years and she says no like that would really suck it would be devastating <laughs> yeah. it would be so sad I, I none of us can handle that that yeah. would be not that would be not good yeah. not good at all so the other couple I want to get to uh, is the one we have a resolution on, and that's uh, Aaron and and Corey. You know what they okay. were that they were interesting to me in that I I, I could say that's the only resolution we have so far. I'm zero for one, and it's not because I thought she yeah. was going to dump him or he was going to dump her or she wanted to leave mm-hmm. with Juwan or he wanted to leave with Amanda. I thought when they got to the final uh-huh. bonfire that they were going to break up amicably and just be like, you know what. I realize some things out here and he's going to say, I realize some things too. And I think we're better off just as yeah. friends. Like I thought that's how they were going to go. And obviously I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming they're still together now. We don't, we won't know until the reunion show next week or whatever, but 
and and plus yeah. there were some things that she, there were some things you know I had her on the podcast and she said some things in there that you know when she said them to me on the podcast I made a mental note of it I'm like okay this could be once I see the result play out this could be the answer that leads to that's why she's not together with him but apparently I read that yeah, wrong because totally. because they are together but uh, what were your what was your take on Aaron and Corey oh so. I don't know if you know this, but um, I've met Erin in real life. I don't know what's happened like since I saw her. I don't know anything other than I enjoy her. I think she's a really cool girl. And apparently, I mean, I've seen it. She's getting like a lot of hate on from the viewers because yeah. I guess like she, I guess basically they're saying that she doesn't treat Corey the way that he should be treated and mm-hmm. whatnot. I, watching the show, because I met her first before I really watched the show, and I've never met Corey, but then watching the show after I met her, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It just seems like they're two different. They're two different people. I think Corey, I don't know, man. I I like them both, but I just don't know if they're meant to be together, and it kind of almost seems like they're just, like, prolonging the inevitable. Oh, interesting. You know? Oh, okay. Um like, yeah. I just feel like they're just staying together to kind of stay together. But I do, I actually do um, watching Erin's journey. And I think when she started realizing that in the past, like, she's been in really bad, like, toxic relationships. And because of that, she kind of, like, self-sabotages and, like, projects onto Corey. Yeah. Um, that I can relate to 100%. Like, getting, putting your walls down and like not taking it out on the person you're currently with after you've been in toxic relationships, that's like a real thing. So if she's really struggling with that, like I totally get it. And Corey just might not be the guy that's like right to get her through that. You know, she might need to do a little self growing on her own and like get past that before she can like really properly and like healthily be with someone, you know? Yeah, I, um, I agree. I, I think that's and that was what I kind of looked at. And I and look, I, I don't know if yeah. they're they're going to end up breaking up inevitably down the road or, or whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, we but, don't know. And I, you know, my other thing was her thing going into the show was she's always gone out with athletes, and Corey was always jealous. Mm-hmm. Am I going to live up to the athlete? I'm not an athlete. I'm not someone who's out Dude, there. Athletes ain't shit. Yeah, <laughs> and if anything, you know, they should she should know that that you know athletes. Probably aren't yeah. the greatest guys in the world to date unless you are willing to put up with a lot of stuff. And um, yeah, and most of them peaked, like you know, <laughs> like they peaked, and now they're just like not good. <laughs> like no, dude. So I'm, like, they ain't it, Corey. <laughs> so I'm I'm at a you know I we I guess we won't know what's going to happen with them, but they they chose to stay together when they left the island. We'll see what they say on the reunion show next week, which was taped a yep. month, which was taped a month ago. So. Things can change because we all remember yeah. last season was a complete shit show because the res- oh, yeah. <laughs> the results that happened on the island changed by the time they got to the reunion show. And then by the time the reunion show aired, all those results had changed as well. <laughs> like it was a yeah. it was a total and disaster. During the reunion, things have changed. So, like Not things have changed, but during the reunion of season two, things changed during actual filming. So that could have happened this time as well. Like you just yeah. never know with these reunions. Yeah, uh, we we don't know, and we'll find out next week. But they are a couple that um, I 
I hope. I mean, they said all the right things there on that final bonfire to each other. Yeah. And Aaron said, I realize, you know, she realizes she treated him poorly and he realized I need to put my foot down more. Um, But we don't know anything about the relationship post that moment. And we don't know if hell Mark Wahlberg sat there and said, I don't know if I believe you. I don't know if I believe you, Corey. Yeah. I think when she gets mad at you, you're going to cower. He literally said that to him on Monday night. So we don't know. We don't yeah. know what's what's going to happen. It's going to be really interesting. However, um, I, I you know I hope they work out. I hope things work for them because it's it they if they work out as a successful couple, it actually gives Temptation Island a you know if we're going over the first eight couples of seasons one and two, only two of them are still together. Shari and yeah. Javen, and then um, Nicole and yeah. Carl got back together. I mean, they were broken up yeah. for a year and then got back together. So they're only two for eight. Yeah. They don't have a. The show does not have a great track record. So no, you, definitely not. <laughs> you almost want them to, you know, say like, you know what, Today. it does work. If you if you stay together and Aaron realized what she did wrong and Corey realizes that he wasn't being treated like he felt he should have, and they work through that, yeah. then good for them. You know, hope it works out. And if it doesn't, hundred percent. Then. If it doesn't, then I guess I know, we're going right? to be uh, we're going to be two for nine until we get to the two. Right. For, yeah, <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> we know all four couples last season are completely done, and uh, you know they're oh yeah they're not getting back together. And you know, no, you know your your season. I mean, you know, you and I have never talked about this, but in terms what? of Carl and Nicole, you obviously are friends with Nicole, and yeah, you were there when they were broken up. And for that year post show yes, that they were broken up, um, when did you see, or when did you know, or did she ever come to you uh, asking questions about um, getting back with Carl? Um, I mean, yeah, I can talk about this. She, she's pro- a private person, so I never want to like say too okay. much. But um, no, like basically, gosh, I'm trying to think of the timeline because. COVID has really messed up everything. I feel like it's like 2019. But basically, they were broken up for almost a full year. And I think when they first started talking again, they were keeping it like super on the down low. Like nobody really knew. Mm -hmm. And and then she kind of started opening up in like our group text and just letting us know that they're talking again. And then we had like um, a trip in December – I think that was like December of 2019 to LA and like he came and it was a blast and like Javen was there. It was great. Like we all had a great time, but I don't think they were like officially together. And before that trip, when I I knew that they were like kind of talking and like trying to start things up again, I'm not going to lie. Like I was like very not on board. I was just like, Mm. like, I don't know if this is a good idea, but I'm always going to like keep an open mind. Like she's my friend supporter no matter what. And then once I saw them together on our trip, I was like, you know what? This seems different. Like this is different, different energy, different vibes than what I got when they were first together back on the Island, when I hung out with them. And I don't know, they just work really hard on themselves as individuals and they work really hard on their relationship. And I think, um, Nicole from when I first met her until now, her like communication skills, just like with her emotions and just what she wants and how she's feeling. Like she's gotten so much better with communicating and that's something that like Carl definitely like needs and wants. So it's definitely been cool to see. They've they've grown a lot and I definitely 
I believe they are committed to each other for for a good long time. <laughs> and they, and they're still together, obviously today. Yeah, they got a they got a puppy together not that long ago. Well, that's good for them. I'm glad. Um, they were yeah. they, they were a couple it that defies um, odds. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm glad they were able to work things out, and you know, um, yeah, it took a lot though. It's like I like, and they're they've been honest about it. They've done lives and stuff. Like it wasn't like easy, and it didn't happen overnight. Like they both admit, like they went through some serious stuff on the island, and they had a lot of discussions for a long time to get to the point they are today. It was a lot of, like, hard work, for sure. But they love each other, and they're committed to that. Good for them. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's been so, yeah. that, so that means it's been over a year that they've actually been back together. Clearly they've been... Oh, yeah. No, they've they've been together a while now because we actually went to Texas, like, last May when there was like a brief time where like we were able to fly and like Texas was like chiller than California and whatnot. And we went to Texas last May and they were fully together, like on social media. So, and that's almost yeah. a year ago. I think I remember, I think I remember those pictures from that trip that you guys yeah. had posted. Cause I follow uh, most of you from your season and, uh, yeah. And yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting. And then people were, messaging me saying, Hey, are Carl and Nicole back together? And I said, I, I assume they are, they're, you know, together and yeah. spending time together. Are they, li- are, 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 and if, and if this is private and they don't want it out there, then don't answer the question, but are they back living together or are they just, they're just in Chicago, but they um, live separately. I don't, I don't think that's private. I think that's like well-known, but yeah, no, they've been living together for a while. They did okay. it when they broke up. They very much lived separately, did their own thing for a long time even when they were like talking and working things out, but no, they like have a dog together. They have like a little life. They yeah. built a little life together. Good. Yeah. I mean, I always, I remember having Carl on and I thought Carl was one of the guys on the first season that probably had some of the most growth. I think I told him that when he was yeah. on the podcast, I, I really liked him. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. they, they were the ones, they were the ones on their final bonfire where they first chose to stay together. And then Mark said, are, are, basically, are you sure? And then they said no. Yeah. And, and they bro- and they ended up breaking up. And then yeah, it was. Yep. So good for them. Um, yeah. Moving on, I want to talk about um, who's the third couple. Uh, I mean, we could talk about Tom and Chelsea, or we'll save we'll save the best for last. We'll save Kendall and Erica. For yeah, last. let's save the best for last. <laughs> um, my favorite. <laughs> so Tom and Chelsea. Um, oh, what a, what a, I don't even know where to start. I, I, I really, I, the thing is I, they were the first two that I interviewed this season and it was after episode uh-huh. one. So I couldn't get into, I hadn't seen anything other than what they showed on episode one, which was just the basics of the arrival and why they were there and all this stuff. And, um, yeah. I liked both of them. I, I, I really liked Tom and I really liked her and I did. Ha- and I had mm-hmm. no expectations in terms of I had no idea where this was going. And if you yeah, could me if, either, if you, I, know, I didn't at all. If you could have told me then they're going to leave the island together, I would have been like, OK, if you could have told me then they're both leaving with someone else, I would have said, OK. And if you would have told me they're yeah. both leaving single, I would have been like, OK, like I could have seen any outcome with them after episode one when I spoke to them. Now, having watched yeah. everything. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I'm really still up in the air about them because they've literally both said, if you cheat, 
I'm done. Like we have rules and both of them have broken those rules. So I'm assuming that means they're done. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm just going by what they said. They are so confusing to me because it's like, and I like both of them as individuals. I really do. I think they're both really cool people, but it's like watching the show. I'm like, you guys are both literally doing the exact same thing to each other. And you guys keep retaliating against each other based on like, the same things that you guys are doing. Like both of them are being huge hypocrites. I'm sorry. I said it <laughs> like both of them. Uh, I, I trust me. A lot of people feel the same way as you. And I, I'm at a point you right now. Like they're both doing the same thing. No, I, I, I kind of see it as well. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I never used the, I guess I never thought the word hypocrite. I just was thinking like when, when, when she has done some things, it seems uh-huh. like it seems like like she kept Blake at a distance and specifically was yeah, not making out with she him. She did it first. Yeah, she she kept him at a distance. She specifically yeah. was like I don't want to go like not crossing that barrier, but it seemed like when she saw Tom getting flirty and handsy with Sophia is when she flipped her switch and been like, "Okay, but then yeah. but she took Tom's flirtiness as I guess he cheated, so I'm going to go... Because it seems like she only gave in to Blake and started making out with him when she saw Tom rubbing Sophia's butt. Like that's The booty. Yeah. The booty, right? Yeah. That's where she seemed to flip the switch, and it's like, okay, but he didn't... You guys had rules, and she said it on the podcast. She said it on the show. No kissing, no sex, and nobody in the other person's bed. Well, she didn't see any of that with Tom, you know? And she... Yeah. So, but I don't think she... Yeah, but I, you know, as far as I know, like on the overnight date, she kissed Blake and then sent him on his way. Like he's, he stayed yeah. in another room. So it's not like she said, oh, wow, Tom's going to rub Sophia's butt. I'm going to go bang Blake. That That's not what happened. At least, yeah. at least what we were shown. This is what I think happened from like, because obviously I've been on islands before, but <laughs> this is what I think happened. I think they went in it with rules. I think she are actually, I don't think I know because she said it a million times on the show. She has an issue with how flirty he gets with women. Like that's her thing. Okay. Like that's what she went into. Like, this is my issue. And I want you to show me that you can like handle an environment like this and not like be all over women. So then she got on the Island. And again, when I say it's a high stress situation, I don't think people can ever fully understand what it's like until they've actually like been on the show, mic'd up like lights, camera action, because it's, it's a crazy, crazy experience. And I think once she finally was there and like the cameras are on and everyone's drunk and she's seeing these bonfire clips, I think she got really in her head and was just like, okay, he's cheating just based on that one little clip because your mind can go crazy places. And Mm -hmm. like going back to my season when everyone was asking me like, why did you not watch the clips? It's like, I was trying to keep my like sanity and watching these things was not helping me like stay sane. So I could definitely see how she would see a little clip like that. And immediately her mind is just going to go wild. And then she's like, okay, I'm, I'm going all in with Blake, you know? Yeah. No, and I think that's it's like a snowball snowball effect. And then obviously after Tom saw her clip of her kissing Blake is when he finally gave in oh, and kissed Sophia. Yeah. So and he went in. Yep. I guess the one thing that I could see them keeping them both together is them finally talking for the first time to each other 
Yeah. And realizing we both basically only did this to we get ba- to get to, to the other one. Tasteful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're like they need to like have like a nice good sit down chat and be like um we both did these things to basically upset the other person. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it seems like that's what they uh that's what they did. did. And I think yeah, once they talk to each and they totally talk to each like. other they can realize that I mean, I don't know how she feels about Blake personally, um, you know, out on the show, yeah, post show or anything, and and Tom and Sophia. Um, if it was just, yeah, no idea. Sophia's somebody I got close to during the show. She was there for me. We kissed, kind of like how, um, yeah, kind of like how, uh, you know, when we get to Erica in a second, she just said like, yeah, I kissed my guy at the very end, but it was because he was there and I felt like it. Like it could have been that way yeah. with Tom and Chelsea. If that's the one thing that does keep them together is the fact that they both admit you know what, I only did that with the other person because I saw what you were doing and I took it out of context or whatever. Right? Yeah. I, I made assumptions. Totally. So, so I guess I could see yeah. that. But I'm, again, another couple that I, I if if you tell me any outcome, I'd be like, yeah. If you tell me any outcome, I'd be like, yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah. And I felt the same way that you said, like when they first got announced, I had no idea which way it was going to go just by like checking them out. Like no idea. I'm it's it's something to where again any any outcome I'll be like okay I can see it um yeah so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with them final couple Kendall and Erica (laughs) Kendall and Erica um obviously I think most people are comparing Kendall uh to Evan um (laughs) Yes. And to David yes. and to David from last year, because they're the people on the show that had sex, you know? Um, yeah, totally. So again, uh, Kendall has some, some really, uh, has said a lot of questionable things this season, said a lot of, uh, you know, when he came on my <laughs> podcast, he said a lot of things and it just seemed like it was just a lot of word salad, you know, just a lot of words. Yeah. And, not a ton like of what Evan does. They just talk in circles. Yeah. And I, and I'm just like, okay. <sighs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to, to really say. I, I can't imagine in a million years, these two leave the Island together. Um, but again, it doesn't, that might happen. They might not leave the Island together, but it doesn't mean, uh, we don't know what it means. Not. I mean, post show, you know? So, was it was it almost yeah. was it almost triggering watching um Kendall this I'll season? Be, so I'll be totally honest right now. I I don't care. Like I, I keep it real. So I did not watch their bonfire because I've seen clips of it, but because like I mean I'll get more into this in my podcast down the road. But I mean I've talked to you about it. Like I totally have PTSD and like stuff from my time on the island. And yeah, it's a hundred percent triggering for me. It gives me anxiety. It gives me little panic attacks. I can't watch it like at all because it's way too eerily similar to my little blackout traumatic moment. And from what I've seen though, um, Erica is handling herself really well in the clips that I've seen on like IG and Twitter. Like she seems like she isn't letting him get in her head the way I let Evan get in mine, which makes me want to just like freaking fist bump her like give her a hug give her a kiss like girl you killed it because 
Evan got in my head and was gaslighting the shit out of me on national television. And she, it seems like she didn't let Kendall do that so far. Like, right? Like, do you think she's handling herself well? So far, so good. But like I said, um, we don't, I mean, I know that you said you didn't watch the bottom of bonfire. We only got up to the point where they're making their decision. It's he had his time to speak where she listened. She had her time to speak where he listened. And, uh, but she did, she did let him know that, what he did made her feel low and feel basically feel like shit and disrespected their relationship and disrespected and disrespected her. You know, um, he told, she told him that and he said he did. He said he agreed. So I don't. Yeah. And also like, wasn't there like a part where she was like, um, he was saying he was trying to emotionally grow and she was like, how does having a threesome help you emotionally grow? I want to understand that. Didn't she say something like that? I can't remember if that was on part one or we haven't seen that part yet. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, well, they definitely it's on like Twitter and IG. I haven't given anything away. I promise it's okay. out there. But yeah. I did see that, and I was like, "Damn, girl!" Like I wish I could have said some shit like that, but I was a freaking gaslit mess, <laughs> so yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, she she basically said like. I mean, she acknowledged the threesome and acknowledged that it's not like you did it once. You kept doing it. And, you know, you know, even even with him saying, I know, and I lost any him saying I lost myself out there and I and I realized I did some things that I shouldn't have. It just it seems like it's just words from him. I don't feel like I I, but I don't know. I got I need more of them post show. I, I really need to see the reunion and I really need to see what Kendall and Erica say post show because they could only say so much when I spoke with them, which was back in episode like three and four, you know? So, yeah. So you didn't know then. I think the thing with Kendall for me is like, I really try to not like, I want to think the best of people, but with that said, like I have true experience with someone that may or may not be, I'm not a doctor. I'm not diagnosing. I have to say that for legal reasons but may or may not be a narcissist or a sociopath, okay? And when you have experience with someone like that, once you're out of it, whenever you run in to someone else that may also have those characteristics, it is so, so crystal freaking clear. Like, it's actually a very, like, jarring experience because before when you were blind to it, you never noticed it. But watching Kendall on the show, and mind you, I've watched everything but their actual bonfire. So I've seen everything. I've seen how he talks in his confessionals around the guys, around the single girls. I see how he words things. And I'm telling you, like, I hope that it's just really bad editing. But I think he's worse than Evan. And I stand by that. (laughs) Like, I honestly think the dude's worse. Really? Hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) like big time because Evan at least like think about it like think back to season one like when Evan was doing all his crazy shit he was still pretending that like he felt bad and still had like feelings for me you know like he was still like fake crying and he was still asking if he's a monster and that he's a piece of shit like he was still trying to like keep up the show that like this was like killing him inside that he was like falling in love with someone else Kendall is just like the, the the lack of like emotion and empathy for Erica is like jarring. Like the way that he speaks about her, how I hope she's learning what she needs to learn and yeah. not even acknowledging the crazy 
absolutely insane stuff that he's doing to her. Like, it's it's very it's wild to see because Evan wasn't even like that. You know, he just like there's nothing there. There's nothing going on. Yeah, the amount of times that Kendall has said wanting Erica to be the woman I know she can be and stuff like that is is very manipulative. Um, oh speak. yeah, big and, time. And it's just like, dude, like, are you not seeing the way that like the other guys are reacting to you, calling you out? What's her name? Tula calling you out. Like, are, like, Erica is not your, you need to not worry about Erica and what she's doing. You need to, like, worry about yourself and get yourself together because something is going on. Yeah. You know, like, this isn't normal. You know, the other thing that's confusing is this guy has done a live, like, after the last five episodes. He goes live immediately on Instagram. And I watched, like, the first yeah. five or ten minutes, and it's a, it's a lot of the same stuff, a lot of the same verbiage. A lot of the same, yeah. none of you know what you're talking about, and it's always attacking the people that are yeah. calling out his what we're seeing on TV. And look, I know it's reality TV and I know there's editing, but yeah. I also know the way he has spoken to and about Erica. And I don't, I just, like I said, I, I. And also about the other girls too. Like when he was like pressuring Alexis into that freaking second threesome situation. Yeah. And he was like saying how he can like, he expects it all the time. And then, when she was trying to go to bed, he's like telling Nicole, go get your girl. Like it was just, the dude is just, I hope that it's bad editing again. I really do. But he just has, it's seeming like he has no respect like for like any women. Like it's really hard to watch. Like it was very, very cringe. And I think the thing that like Evan has a one up on him is Evan at least pretends to like be charming. Like, Evan, like, had everyone charmed on that island, okay? Like, all the girls, like, everyone, like, camera guys, mic guys, like, because he knows how to put on a show. Kendall, doesn't. he doesn't even try to put on a show. He just is so, like, he lacks so much emotion and empathy. It's, like, almost, it's just, like, dude, like, what what's going on? Like, you have to, I just don't get what's wrong with the dude. <laughs> like, watching it is really hard. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, what's happening here? Yeah. And I hope Erica wakes the hell up and gets out. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens next week, and we'll see the. I know, man, the, the, and I heard she was being strong though, so yeah. hopefully she keeps that momentum going. Yeah, I really, really hope so for her sake. But um, let's, yeah, let's uh, let's move on. You've got some venture coming up shortly. And um, you are now venturing into the podcast world with for real Casey's living room, right? That's going to be the name of that's the name of your podcast, right? And when is it starting and tell everybody what it's about. Okay. So I am actually recording my first official episode on Monday. I'm super stoked. And my jingle, like my little intro music is being created right now. I'm freaking excited. It has like fun little voiceover in it. Great. Um, but basically I just wanted to, well, you actually helped me start this whole thing. I started podcasting with you and just the feedback that I get from everyone. I just feel like I'm able to speak about all different types of things, like fun things like this, like reality TV and just like the trash and the nonsense. And then also I can talk about like real life stuff, like mental health and dating and being single and all that. And I'm just, I feel like I'm well-spoken and I'm, I feel like it's a gift that I need to share and I've been really nervous about it because I'm a big perfectionist, but 
I mean, you would know better than anyone. It's just one of those things you just have to start doing it. So I'm going to go balls to the wall and just start doing it. Yeah, no, good luck with that. And you're going to have, you're going to have some episodes where it's just you and then some episodes where you're bringing on, you know, guests and stuff. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is episode one, um, we kind of talked about this briefly and I've kind of made it known on like my social media and stuff. Cause I have a pretty large following, not like gigantic, but I do have a little following and most of it's from TI and that's awesome. I'm so thankful for that. But at the same time, it's like, we're going into like three years later and it's like, I'm doing everything I can to separate myself. And it's hard because that's what everyone knows me from. And like, I keep getting asked to do like promo for new seasons and stuff, but my first episode is basically just going to be kind of rebranding and like reintroducing me and lots of people have assumptions about who I am and what I'm about just based on the show. And I think you've learned that I'm not like that at all. Like from what you saw on the show and how you know me now, like I'm wildly different, right? Very, very different. Yeah. That's what everyone says. Like when people meet me in person, they're like, we did not expect you to be like that. So I just want to reintroduce myself first episode, kind of like set expectations for what it's going to be about. And I do want a large portion of it to be about mental health. I feel like that's like a struggle that I've had my whole life. And I feel like a lot of people nowadays, it's still so taboo to talk about. And when people do talk about, they make it so serious. And I want to just talk about it like really candidly with people. And I want people to relate to it and understand like, it's a freaking epidemic. Like mental health is a big deal. And I feel like I have the voice to share it with people and help people and inspire people to be them their best self. So that's my plan. And then I'm going to have guests on as well. Like I think, actually I don't think Mark is going to be on it eventually. I'm, I'm sure Shari and Javen will be on there. And then I eventually want to get like really big time guests. Like, I don't know. I have, I, I want to shoot for the stars. Well, according to your Twitter, <clears throat> an hour ago, you tweeted that Zac right. Efron is newly single and maybe he's who I'm meant to be with. So maybe you can get Zac Efron on. How about right? that? <laughs> I know. That'd be, That'd be great. <laughs> and then do you know what your pin you know what your pin tweet is right now? Yeah, my left boob is significantly larger than my right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that we got. I'm, looking I know, at, man. I'm looking at your Twitter page, I'm like, these I'm, are the first two tweets that I'm looking at. My left boob is significantly larger than my right boob. <laughs> that is your pinned tweet right now. And then the Zach Efron one is right below it. I literally yeah. tweeted that the other day because I was just like, wow, that's kind of wild. And then like so many people started liking it and retweeting it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> heck yes, I got to pin it. <laughs> like it got, it got enough likes. Um, okay. Uh, I is that, a, is that a thing? I don't even know. Is that yeah. with with all yeah, women totally or thing. most women or natural, a lot of women? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. If you have like natural boobs, it's totally 100% a thing. <laughs> like totally a thing. If you read the comments in that tweet, it's a thing. Like <laughs> everyone is commenting that. Is your, is so your, like, same. Is, it, is your right boob jealous? Does the right boob want to be bigger? Is that um, <laughs> is, is it like, is she, is, is she yeah. mad? Is she mad? Is it, Are they yeah. fighting? Yeah. Very. Yeah. Jealous. Jealous as hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's great. I, I mean, I, I didn't know that, and then I saw the tweet, and I'm like, oh, interesting. Is that a thing? I didn't know if that was just for you or whatever. It's a, nope, it's it's a thing. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about, you know, your podcast and um, 
you know, coming out. It's called Casey's Living Room. You could follow it on uh, on Twitter at Casey's Living Room, K A C I. Yeah. Um, yep. And um, you know, I, you know, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, yeah. but I wanted to talk about it a little bit with you because I've, um, you know, I've had a an interesting last twenty four to forty eight hours uh, in regards yeah. to some stuff yes, that has come up. Have. About my past and um, in what I wrote and then um, what happened with Demi uh, this past, uh, you know, summer. And yeah, I, um, you know, I you are somebody that I've been talking to on and off uh, for three years. And, and one thing that's really struck me in the last two days that I learned um, about myself mm-hmm. that I wasn't aware of or I never looked at it the way that it's being presented to me is both Becca and Demi have said that I have a power dynamic in my relationship with the uh, people on the show because they, they're only friends with me to be on, um, you know, my good side. And, and it's funny because I've never, I've never looked at myself that way. I've never asked any of the people who I'm friends with or acquaintances with on the show, whether I have met them in person or I've never met them, but we talk and text all the time. Um, I've never looked at my relationships with them that way. And so I, so I just wanted to ask you, as somebody who's I've been friends with for three years, like mm-hmm. I um, it's 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 kind of surprising to hear that I've never looked at myself that way as oh my god I've got this yeah. power relationship and are these people just friends with me so I don't say anything negative about them and you know you're not in Bachelor yeah. Nation but you're you're you like you came to me through the reality TV world with Temptation Island and you were yep. my guest every week for season one so I don't think that that's how our relationship started. But, you yeah. know, have you ever looked at me as someone that um, <laughs> that you kept in? Did you ever? And, and look, I'm not going to take offense if you say you have. But have you ever kept yeah. in touch with me as a friend? Have you kept in touch with me for three years and responded to my texts when I text you about stuff, whether it's reality TV related or whatever related? Have you responded to me or kept this friendship up because you felt because like you that. wanted to stay on my good side? Um, no. So honestly, and I'm being a hundred percent real with you right now, when I got the opportunity to podcast with you for season one, I was really excited, but I was very nervous. Didn't know a lot about like this whole world, social media, reality TV, podcasting. I didn't know any of it. So I was just excited for like, I get to like tell my story every week. So I thought that was cool. Um, however, as over the past three years, like I've grown in this world and met more people and connections. And I think when people realize that me and you are like actually like close, like where we like text and like you're a friend, like you've met my parents, <laughs> like yeah. we're friends, like people are genuinely surprised. And I've had conversations with people from, um, from the reality TV world, not even just TI, but they all made me realize that a lot of people do see you in that light. And my mind doesn't work that way. So I never thought of it like that. But a lot of people apparently were like really jealous that I got that opportunity to podcast with you every week and be able to tell my story and have you see me in a good light and share that on your platforms because people do see you that way, I guess. And I mean, it sucks because you just don't know like who your real friends are, but 
I personally have never thought of you like that. I think that we're real friends and it's just cool that I get to like chat with you like this every now and then. Well, thank you. I mean, you're the, you're the third person (laughs) that I've been able to contact tonight and I've still got many more to contact because now after everything that's broken the last 24 to 48 hours, I'm, I really want to know from the people that I am a friends and acquaintances with, and I want them to be honest with me because like I said, maybe I'm dumb and maybe I was just naive, but I never ever looked at my relationship with anybody in bachelor nation as they're only talking to me because they don't want me to report something bad about them. I, I just thought they continued to talk to me and would FaceTime with me or text with me or even talk to me on the phone or sometimes even, you know, hang out with me because they, you know, once they got to know me, they realized, Oh, Hey, cool guy. And you know what? I don't even think I'd be offended if they came to me and said, you know what? In the beginning, Steve, when I first was in contact with you, whether I contacted them first or they contacted me first, there was a little part of me that felt I need to get on this guy's good side. But since I have known you more, I realized, no, that's not what you're about. That wouldn't offend me if somebody said that, but yeah, I'm just, this is all, I'm very processing this right now. This is all very new to me. And I did not know this until Becca and Demi both addressed it uh, when they, when they called me out for my behavior. And um, I yeah. never wanted to be in a power position with anybody. I, it's just some people, I whether they reached out to me or I reached out to them, it was just, hey, I think you know we can talk about this. And then it turned into maybe a friendship where friendship yeah. was just strictly – because there are some people in Bachelor Nation that I just strictly text with. I've never FaceTimed with in my life. There are some that I've texted yeah. with and FaceTimed with. There are some that I've uh, FaceTimed with more than I text with. And there are some that yeah. I've actually met in person. Like it's, it, it varies from person to person. Not everybody is the same, yeah. but it really has me questioning now my relationship with these people after being told now by two people in Bachelor Nation, Steve, the only reason people are friends with you is because they don't want you to write anything bad about them. And that's, yeah, I, I never thought it that way. I, I, maybe I'm an idiot. I think, I think the only time that I realized that people may think that you are like you have a position like that is when I was chatting with a group of people and I was talking about my podcast and like getting ready to do that and all of them were like you know like you're so lucky because you already have like so much publicity and so many people that will listen because of the opportunity that Steve's given you and like the way that he speaks about you and that's when it kind of hit me because I was like, damn, like you guys really think like that because of like me podcasting with Steve and like my friendship with Steve, like it's going to like help me like get further in like my career. It's just, it's wild to think, but people do think like that, unfortunately, nowadays. And I feel like you, like now that I know, I've known you for so long, you do have like, you have a good heart and you, it's not in your nature to think like that, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's, this is all, like I said, it's, it's, I'm almost speechless because there's times, you know, ever since this has come up in the last 20, 40, 48 hours, it just, it's stuff I've never had to think of before. I've never thought about any yeah. of my Batronation relationships or any reality TV relationships that way, where I'm holding this yeah. power and being told that, uh, you know, people were afraid to speak out against me because of this power that I didn't even know I was holding, nor, nor was had. I nor was I trying to exert it over anybody because I didn't even know it was there. I didn't know that they were only talking to me because or there's some out there, not all of them, but there are some out there. Um, Demi specifically said on her tweet last night, I specifically didn't tell you, you made me feel uncomfortable 
because I was yeah. afraid you were going to hold it against me and you're going to come after me. And it's just like, wow, I had no idea. I had no idea that that's the way yeah. I was looked at by people. And I, I had no intention of ever, you know, yeah. I, like I, I, it's just, I, I don't even know what to say. Like I'm, I'm still flummoxed by this a little bit as you can, as you can tell, but I wanted yes. to ask you as somebody that I've been friends with for three years, was it ever like that with you? And you say no. No, no. I feel like at first I was like a little bit nervous, like podcasting with you because obviously you have like a huge following on Twitter. You're huge in Bachelor Nation. Like everyone knows Reality Steve if you watch reality TV. But no, once I got to know you and we like built a real friendship, I've never felt that way. I do know that like, for example, like Evan and Morgan, they weren't really well liked on my season. And they, um, I think they felt some type of way about me and you podcasting every week and they felt like it was a power play type thing, but no, I've never felt that way. I consider you a good friend. You've met my parents. Um, and I think it's just when you have a big following the way that you do, uh, it's just natural that people, there's going to be people out there that are going to feel that way and that they're going to just want to be your friend to have themselves in a good light or be talked about on your Twitter or your recaps or whatnot. And unfortunately that's the way the entertainment industry and reality TV works, but no, I've never felt that way. And I consider you a good friend. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, something, of course. I, something it's, it's, it's nice to hear in, in times like these, cause it's been really rough um the last couple of days, but um, you know, yeah. uh, I, I just got to, yeah, it's been not it's fun, not, but not fun to say the least. Um, yeah, but you got this, <laughs> Casey. I, I I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you being um, a friend that you have for uh, the last three years. And um, obviously, we're going to watch this finale play out. And I know that you know during yep. during Temptation Island, they're already running commercials for. Hey, if you want to be on next season of Temptation Island, so, I know. I saw that on Facebook too. I like never go on Facebook and I literally went on for the first time just to like check what's going on. There's a bunch of like Facebook pages, like try out for the next season. <laughs> like really? Yeah. And we, you know, the first three gone. <laughs> we, we know that um, this season filmed in mostly the month of October. So it looks like they're going to go, you know, I'm assuming it's going to film in 2021, whether it airs at the end of 2021 or, airs beginning of next year like this one did you know we'll find out but it looks like we're set yeah. for we're set for a season four at some point and oh um, yeah we'll, and ha- we'll you have you on again to talk about that i'm sure i'm thinking i'm thinking that they're going to probably film in like october again because it's like what middle of april yeah that yeah. makes sense <laughs> yeah I mean, crazy yeah i think it's uh we're we're set for a season four when it films and when it airs we don't know yet but i'm sure when it does air, we're going to have you on again, and we're going to talk about this again. So uh, yep. always have you there to, to be on. So, Casey, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it, and um, we will certainly be in touch. All righty. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you to Casey for that. Um, I, you know, I've always, I always love having Casey on. Those who have been fans for a while know that um, she – was on every week during season one. And then we've had her on to talk about other seasons, season two. We had her on, I think the beginning and end of season two, and now get her thoughts on this one. But, um, you know, what I brought up there at the end is absolutely something that has struck me in the last, uh, you know, 24 to 48 hours is, you know, just 
questioning. Um, I'm going, you know, to, to try and better myself. I'm going to everybody that I am friends with. Obviously this happened late last night. So I'm going to be talking to more people today, but, um, I'm, I'm, she was the third person that I contacted last night. Um, and, uh, just wanted to ask, like, is this how you feel about me? Is this how you felt? And, and if you say like in the beginning, yeah, I wanted to be on your good side, but it's more about why have you kept in touch with me, you know? And, um, I guess I gave people the benefit of the doubt and, and felt that they, um, kept in touch with me and remained friends with me and would respond to my calls or respond to my texts or, they felt comfortable reaching out to me through call or text or FaceTime because uh, they felt I was a good guy and they felt that, um, you know, I, I, I was somebody they could feel comfortable talking to. But after Becca and Demi brought this up, that there was this power dynamic that I wasn't ever looking at when I had friends in Bachelor Nation. I just, I just thought these people actually were continued to talk to me because they realized I wasn't this monster that the show had made me out to be, and I was this bad guy just looking to ruin people. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the three people that I spoke to tonight have all said, no, I didn't, I didn't see you that way. I hope they're being honest. I think they are. Um, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do some more work on this and, and, and really find out and, um, and see if that's, if, if that's the way it, the way it's been. So, um, thank you again to Casey. Uh, and thank you all for listening. Um, it's been, um, it's been tough. And, uh, I really, um, just want to, you know, tell everybody again that, um, you know, I apologize for the things that I have done, the things that have become public. Um, and I'm, I'm doing what I can, uh, to be better. I, I think I've, I've done a lot in the, in recent years as Ashley and I talked about on my live last night in podcast work the he said, she said podcast where um, I felt, you know, in speaking with women who were sexually abused, who were raped, who were cheated on, um, I, th- I think the I think the advice that I gave during those was 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 positive advice and not you know blaming them or victim blaming or anything like that. So I do feel like I've made strides. Um, you know, the Demi stuff I did not know about until last night, and once I found out, I you know I apologized. I apologized to her personally and um also on twitter and um that's that's all i can do and you know and and be and all i can do in terms of apologies and then going forward just be better and um i crossed a boundary there that i did not uh i did not know and um and i apologize i'm sorry to Demi for that it and I, I had no idea and I should have. That's the bottom line is I crossed a line uh, and I should have known. So I'm sorry for that. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back next week. More Temptation Island stuff. We're going to wrap up uh, Temptation Island this season since the finale is on Tuesday. The finale on Tuesday is going to have everything. It's going to have your final three couples resolutions and the reunion show. And then I'm sure a lot of those people are going to go live and we're going to find out maybe if there's a change from the reunion show until now in their relationship. So take it from there. But uh, thank you all again for listening. I appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. See you.